You want to be great, you need to sacrifice. And the more painful the sacrifice, the greater you'll be. Hey, Chris Garlock here. Welcome back to Labor Goes to the Movies. The 2023 DC Labor Film Fest launches this coming Monday, May Day. And we've got a very special preview of the opening week's films, including the opening night screening of the brand new film Blackberry with director Matt Johnson. We've got free tickets to Monday night screening. Just go to laborheritage.org and click on DC Laborfest. Blackberry is a whirlwind ride through a ruthlessly competitive <clears throat> through a ruthlessly competitive tech landscape at the turn of the 21st century and it's a comedy. You won't want to miss it. Here's the trailer and then Elise and I will chat with AFI programmers Todd Hitchcock and Abby Algar about next week's films. Yeah, what can I do for you? Okay, picture a cell phone and an email machine all in one thing. There is a free wireless internet signal all across North America and nobody has figured out how to use it. It's like the force. Sorry, have you seen Star Wars? No. That guy is sketchy. I don't think he's sketchy. The guy's a shark. I know how to market it, and I know who we can sell it to. But I want 50% of the company, and I've got to be CEO. I don't know who you think you are, but deal. Are you joking? to get this thing to market and we are a year behind. I need a prototype. I'll do it perfectly or I, I don't do it. Mike, are you familiar with the saying perfect is the enemy of good? Well, good enough is the enemy of humanity. What do you call it? It's called a Blackberry. Hmm. Try typing with your thumbs. Get this baby in the hands of every Fortune 500 executive you could find. We call them crackberries. Serious, Doug, come with us, sir. No. You want to be great, you need to sacrifice. And the more painful the sacrifice, the greater you'll be. If we put more phones on these networks, they're going to crash. Is this legal? You need to sell a million blackberries. Uh. Oh. Do you know what the sentence is for multi-million dollar stock fraud? What are you doing? I'm doing it all. You guys have no idea how to run a company. What's happening, man? I created this entire market. You said they were the best engineers in the world. I said they're the best engineers in Canada. What are they paying you? I shouldn't say. They're paying me $10 million. Yeah, me too. Welcome to Labor Goes to the Movies with Chris and Elise. Uh, joined once again, as we are each year, by Todd Hitchcock, the director of the AFI Silver Theater, and Abby Algar, who's director of programming at AFI Silver. Welcome, Todd and Abby. Thank you. Obviously, uh, if we've got Todd and Abby, then it must be DC Labor Film Fest time. Well, it definitely is. May's right around the corner, uh, which has been the home of the festival now for quite a while. More, more than half of its length, right, Chris? 
Oh, a lot more. I think it was like the third year that we uh, we moved up out of the shoebox down at the uh, the Kennedy Center and have been happily ensconced in in uh, AFI AFI Silver. And and more than half of that time in the spring. I know for for those listeners who remember way 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 back, we were in October in the early phase, but we decided that spring, and specifically the month of May, was uh, a a better spot for everyone on the calendar. And I I think it's worked really well. Opening on May Day is pretty special, right, Elise? Absolutely. International Workers' Day, yes. We're there. And it has the benefit of we always know what the opening night is going to be, which (laughs) may sound like a small thing, but it actually is really a it's a great thing. It really is. It really speak and speaking of which, and that boy, you I can see why you're director over there at AFI. That that sets up opening night beautifully. I'm gonna throw this to you and Abby because you guys had to kind of twist my arm just a smidge on this film because I kept saying, you know, uh, to use your word, you know, where's where's the laborificness of this film? Um, but it, I'm excited about it uh, for a number of reasons, but uh, tell us about opening night. So you're talking about the film Blackberry, which is the story of the Blackberry handheld device, which some people still remember the joke calling it the Crackberry. I was an addict. I was, I, I loved was my Crackberry. Oh yeah, both of you. Okay, you oh, you, yeah. you know exactly what I'm talking about. I do, absolutely. Former slash recovering BlackBerry user. <laughs> okay. As the film chronicles, it's an amazing story how this device was created uh, by a, a couple of very bright, very tech-oriented individuals up in Canada, uh, and. It, It's possible that the world never would have known this device if they didn't meet some other individuals along the way that led to the company called Research in Motion, I think. Research in Motion, yeah. Research in Motion, which (laughs) people only know as the the company that made the BlackBerry item. Um, So it's a little bit reminiscent of the social network, Facebook, and very much intentionally. And... You, okay, so who's this film for? Is it are you, is it for people who are interested in tech and tech history, business and business history? Yeah, I think part of that, but it's also for people who love office space because it is a portrait of a workplace. It is a great film about a workplace and a work culture. And that's where I think gets into, this isn't just a management movie, even if the characters are primarily at that level. As, as you'll see when you see the movie, so much of it is about the heart and soul of the company defined by the workers and the workplace and the community there. And uh, the, the film in the, te- in the telling does a good job of letting you know we have heroes and villains here, um, not, not really anti-heroes um, and not necessarily the most sympathetic of villains, but you see how the, the whole story had to do with this collaboration between these people with really different motives. But over this whirlwind history of 20 years, the company achieves success, but there's a lot of change within the company too. It's really well told, it's fascinating. It's also really funny, surprisingly funny along the way. And like so many movies, yes, Chris, some are really bullseye, laborific, Norma Ray, and others are more, well, okay, it's not Norma Ray, but it is, hugely valid and relevant to the subject of work and work culture and workplaces. And that's where this one comes in, I think. And did I mention it's really funny? 
you did and 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 you 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 had me at funny because you know in as you know over the the many the you know more than than two decades of films we've shown a lot of great great documentaries and people kind of expect that but any time that we've been able to find a, a, a funny film about labor issues, a romantic comedy. One year we had a, we even had a sci-fi uh, moon. We had a sci-fi labor movie. Yes. So any, anytime we can sort of break people's expectations that we're only about serious documentaries, I love it. And this film also, by the way, fits into, we have sort of a sub theme of films about the, uh, the foibles of capitalism. And I think this, yes. this, this, well, this one, fits into that as well, right? A hundred percent. And and ju just the uniqueness of this story that you have this rise and fall, they invented the entire market sector. They thought it would last forever. In hindsight, they were lucky to have 20 years before. Um, what happened? Oh yeah, Steve Jobs introduced this. And uh, that, that part of the story is really well handled in the film as well. Um, it stars Jay Baruchel. People may remember him from 20 years ago on a on a terrific Judd Apatow series called Undeclared. Like Freaks and Geeks, only lasted a couple of years. He's made a lot of movies, mostly in the indie sector since then. Although he's also known for the for voicing the lead character in How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, but we're going to talk about another film starring Jay Baruchel in just a moment. Glenn Howerton, who many people will know from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And then it's written and directed by a young, I think really talented director named Matt Johnson, uh, who also has a key supporting role. And Matt Johnson is gonna be our guest here on Monday night for uh, uh, for the opening, opening night screening. So not only are you gonna get to see this terrific film that's opening later in May in advance, you're gonna get to hear a Q&A with uh, writer, director and co-star Matt Johnson. And there's one more thing we haven't told people yet. This is a free screening for, well, potentially for anybody who wants who wants to attend for free. So on the AFI side, it is free for anyone who's a member of our Silver Cinema Club. If you're not already a member, it's really quick and easy to sign up. You can uh, either do it on our website or in person at the box office here at the Silver Theater in downtown Silver Spring. Uh, and then there's a way to, to get uh, free tickets from your website as well. Right, Chris? Yep, laborheritage.org. Uh, click there and you will get all the details on that. Now, you there's a connection to another film that we're showing. Uh, and Abby, did you want to talk a little bit about uh, about the other film that we're showing a little bit later in the series? Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of connection, I also want to mention the incredible soundtrack of oh. this film, this incredible 90s soundtrack, which includes Elastica's connection uh, over the opening credits. So I thought I would make that connection as well, but well I, done. Well I done. was really enjoying that when we when we saw the film in Berlin. It it, it was a, it was great, um, but yeah, I want to connect it via Jay Baruchel to another film which I know Chris, you are also a fan of, called The Trotsky. Love it. Um, yeah, it's it is another great comedy, another excellent Canadian comedy. Ooh. Two labor comedies in one two Canadian festival. labor comedies. Did that actually happen in one year? <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Canadians, right? It would have to be the Canadians. God bless the Canadians. <laughs> yes, but yeah, just seeing this, uh, just seeing this film, seeing um, Jay in Blackberry, he's he's incredible in the, in this role. It's probably his his career peak so far he's really really good and kind of unrecognizable we've seen him in other things he's usually a very kind of like boyish uh 
bumbling figure, but he's he's a slightly bumbling figure in Blackberry too, but in a, in a different way. Um, but this made me think about the Trotsky, which is uh, this comedy from 2010, I think, uh, that he starred in. Um, and he basically plays, it's basically a high school comedy, but um, Jay Baruchel plays a character who thinks he's the reincarnation of Trotsky and he decides to create a revolution in his school. <laughs> and it's it's just, it's very fun. It has it has some Rushmore vibes to it, I think. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just a great time. And it, I immediately thought, oh, it would be really fun to see this film alongside, alongside Blackberry. Um, for those, for those of us who haven't seen this film in many years, uh, it would be good fun. And, you know, I don't think it's that well known in, in the US, um, as a teen comedy, but it probably should be. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited that that's coming right at the end. So we're kind of bookending bookending the festival with Jay Baruchel in Canadian comedies, laborific Canadian comedies. <laughs> oh, and right. it's in Montreal as well, which is That's right. That's awesome. Right. <laughs> Wonderful. Now we have uh, two other films, um, and actually the film next Wednesday, Fair Play, uh, Elise and I uh, previewed that, and it's one of, I think, three or four films that the Coalition of Labor Union Women is, is co-presenting. Is that right, Elise? That's right. That's right, Chris. And we're really happy. Both the National Coalition of Labor Union Women and our D.C. chapter, uh, our President Chelsea Bland is just right in there and will be present. So that's another one of our sort of sub themes this year. We have uh, several several films that are. I never like to use the, the the term women's issues because these are all of our issues, but uh, they are films that have a very strong sort of women at work uh, theme. And and this particular one um, is is based on Eve Rodsky's New York Times bestseller, Fair Play: A Game Changing Solution for When You Have Too Much to Do and More Life to Live. And really interesting just i know when elise and i were sitting there it just makes you think about you know how how things like housework are divided up and how things have changed as women are in the workplace out of the workplace elise did you want to say a word or two on, on that before we move on well you know interesting because i guess technically it's a documentary yes it doesn't feel that way um it really feels like a, a history a storytelling piece uh, as opposed to here are the facts and here's all the facts come up and she uses facts and she flashes facts on the screen. But the story of these women uh, in their lives of being the quote modern woman to be the the wife, the mother, uh, also breadwinner, and then juggling all of that and making sense of it uh, is really powerful. I, I think it's going to lead to a lot of conversations in the car ride home would be oh, my yeah, bet. I think so. <laughs> and, and, well, and pay attention who's, who's, to the husbands. Pay attention to the Hey, I, I yes. do fifty I do fifty percent of the work. Uh-huh. Little side eye there. <laughs> well, the ones who don't say anything, they're just sitting there. It's good. It's good. Now, Sunday, May 7th, I'm really excited about this one. When tomorrow comes, uh, I'm just going to say uh, and, and, and throw it. I think uh, Todd and Abby have a little. This is we always like to have at least one classic uh, in, in our lineup. And and this is uh, uh, I, I actually, although I guess Trotsky at this point is almost a classic at this point. But this is a real classic from 1930. A golden age classic. Golden age. Thank you, Todd. 
uh, when tomorrow comes. Um, but it's going to be introduced uh, by a guy who turns out to be a real movie maven and specifically a labor movie maven. He And Harold brought this to my attention uh, because of a couple of incredible laborific scenes in what is otherwise sort of a romantic comedy. But Harold will be introducing it and doing a Q&A afterwards. He'll be joined by Karen Nussbaum, who co-founded 9 to 5, and also Lane Windham, uh, who's with the Kalmenovitz Initiative uh, at the at the uh, Georgetown University. So it's going to be a terrific show. But did you guys want to say a few things about the, the film itself? Uh, well, I guess just to amplify on what you said about including something from uh, way back when the, the classic Hollywood era, as well as more recent vintage uh, classics, if you will. Um, yeah, we'd like to, we'd like to have one and, you know, in the past, you can't show Grapes of Wrath every year. So, uh, this year we have something that is not that well known. Let's start off right there. Now, maybe you recognize the stars, Irene Dunn and, and Charles Boyer, uh, some will, some won't. 1939, that's about as peak Hollywood, uh, in, in that era as, as it gets. Um, I just wanted to highlight beyond the, if you're a fan of classic Hollywood, mark this one on, on your calendar. It's not as well known as other films from that era. So it's, you know, rarely screened. So here's a chance for people to see it. Um, but the the director, I just wanted to say a little more about John M. Stahl. And, you know, he's a name that I think um, real devotees have recognized and have really started to talk up recently because it's an interesting career without ever having the sort of star status of a, of a John Ford or a Howard Hawks or an Orson Welles. But Stahl had a lengthy and interesting career starting in silent films. And it's funny, he, he did the original version of a lot of films that got remade later that are better known. So he did the 1935 version of Magnificent Obsession, but everyone knows the 55, 56, whatever year it was, version done later by Douglas Sirk. He did the 1934 version of Imitation of Life but everyone knows the 59 version of, of that film much better, again, directed by Douglas Sir. Uh, he also did a lot of interesting social issues film. Uh, there's a film called Seed that features a very young Betty Davis that is 31 pre-code, so anything from 33 and before is pre-code, meaning, yes, sometimes it means a little bit naughtier and saucier than we expect from the era, but sometimes it means they're dealing with social issues that you thought Hollywood would stay away from. This one has to do with the subject of birth control, and it's fascinating. Um, so this, again, this guy's had an interesting career. One other film, maybe the one he's best known for, uh, really a canonical film noir called Lieber to Heaven with Gene Tierney, which we showed here fairly recently. So Stahl, fascinating career, uh, and here's a chance to see a, a, a film that's not so easily seen um, with When Tomorrow Comes. The last thing I just wanted to mention is uh, Irene Dunn uh, plays a uh, waitress and it's just sort of all revolves around her work in a restaurant. In fact, one of the key scenes is a union meeting where they're going to be going on strike. Um, but uh, and so we're very happy, in addition to being co-presented by the American Prospect and the Kalmanovitz Initiative, but we're also going to have Unite Here Local 25, which, of course, is the union in town uh, that represents uh, hotel and restaurant workers. So um, we will hope to have some of our brothers and sisters uh, from that industry uh, in the house on that day. One more quick connection on, on this particular film. Abby, you want to tell it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... 
I'm, I'm going to do all the connections to other things <laughs> that we have and will have coming up here at the Silver. But um, Todd was mentioning Douglas Sirk and how um, John Stahl, you know, made, made the original versions of many of the films that were made much, much better known by the Douglas Sirk versions. And um, actually, When Tomorrow Comes is based on a story by James Kane, um, a crime writer. He wrote, among other things, Double Indemnity, Mildred Pierce, uh, The Postman Always Rings Twice, and the story on what which uh, When Tomorrow Comes is based. And another film is based, Interlude from 1957, directed by Douglas Sirk. And in our current Douglas Sirk retrospective, which is ongoing. Um, so... Uh, another by, connection by another name, yet another Douglas Sirk picking up a John M. Stahl movie and remaking it. Yeah, yeah. We're, and we're not just idly mentioning these. Yes, we have a Douglas Sirk retrospect coming up, so <laughs> even more opportunities to see classics here today. If I still, yeah. So and, we'll and, pretend we did all that on purpose. And 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 seems like it now. To, and to see them, you know, in the way that they were intended to be seen on the silver screen. Uh, just to wrap up, just uh, real quickly, guys, because uh, you're there every day. Um, we were just talking about before we before we uh, we started recording. Um, how, how are audiences? Are people going back to the movies? How's how's that going with you guys? Thank you very much for asking, Chris. Uh, I'm happy to share with you that we have seen terrific improvement with attendance. Again, we're going to talk math here. So uh, we actually, Abby and I were just sort of crunching the numbers the other day. And I'm, I'm really happy to say that if you take our last six, seven months and you compare that to the same period a year ago, we've doubled the attendance that we experienced one year ago. Thank you, Elise. So yes, a lot to be happy about. Is that to say that we're all the way back to 2019 numbers? No, not yet, but very encouraging uh, improvement and all the many, many, many factors that go into why attendance has been down and that we're still making our way back to pre-pandemic levels of normal. Uh, we've made, uh, we, we've seen incredible growth. Still a ways to go though. That's our special preview of the opening week's films at the 2023 DC Labor Film Fest at the AFI Silver Theater in Silver Spring, Maryland, including the opening night screening of the brand new film Blackberry with director Matt Johnson on May Day. Again, we've got free tickets to Monday night screening. Just go to laborheritage.org and click on DC Labor Fest. We've also got a link in the show notes. We'll be back next week with more previews of upcoming films in the DC Labor Film Fest. Until then, thanks for listening, and Elise and I will see you at the movies. That guy is sketchy. I don't think he's sketchy. The guy's a shark. I know how to market it, and I know who we can sell it to. But I want 50% of the company, and I've got to be CEO. I don't know who you think you are, but deal. Are you joking?